0: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery, because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. <laughs> uh, yes, let's get.
1: Oh, I like that. That was a good one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's going to put this in the podcast, in here. I know it. I just know this is going to end up actually on the pod. City
2: will be in good company tonight as Vincent brings his struggling clarets to the Etihad Stadium for a Premier League showdown. It's Wednesday, the thirty-first of January. I'm Ollie Kirsch. I'm Joe Butterfield, and this is the City Report podcast. So, welcome back to the City Report podcast, your home for daily Manchester City content. I'm your host for today, Ollie Kirsch. Joining me is Oldham's finest, Joe Butterfield. Stick around for today's show. We'll be focusing on tonight's clash against Burnley at the Etihad and we'll wrap with a lovely bit of City Report podcast trivia. And thankfully this time I'm going to be on the Quizmaster side because my last couple of outings on the other end have been shameful. So... Let's get into it. Um, Joe, thoughts and feelings. Burnley coming back to the Etihad. Vinny coming back to the Etihad. Uh, last time we played them was in the FA Cup, so you know they're not not been in the Prem for a couple of years. How are we feeling? Are we are we just going to sweep them aside, or have they uh,
1: they got something for us? Uh, if we if we don't sweep them aside, there's something there's something pretty wrong. I've just had a quick look at the Premier League table before this, and they are they are firmly rock bottom of it at the moment. Um, they're going to need looking at the looking at how the like I think sort of at the time of recording Luton are currently tuning up against Brighton. I think um, sorry to shatter the illusion to everybody that we record these on the day of them re- being released, but I think um, yeah, they, they they you know Burnley are looking at a situation where they're going to need something pretty spectacular to avoid relegation this season. Um, we really cannot afford to be dropping points to teams that are staring relegation in the face like this. Um, Nice to have company back. Obviously, it's always nice to see Vinny again. I'll be at, I'll be at this game, so it'll be nice to sort of be able to give him the obviously uh, we we had him in the FA Cup here last season, but I have a feeling that a lot of the sort of weekly regulars who go to the Premier League games may necessarily not have been there for that. So it'll be nice to sort of give him a bit of a, a welcome return to the Etihad. Um, yeah, it just feels like a <clears throat> it just feels like a game that we we by all accounts on by all accounts on paper we should win and and let's just hope that it's as simple as that and there's nothing and there's nothing more to it because yeah we just these are the games that a, a team that's looking for the title like we are just needs to be like you know next sort of thing just get it get a goal early done game over yeah
2: these absolutely should not be the kind of games that give us any problems and uh, as you said if it is going to give us a problem then we've got bigger problems than that um but I don't know who's going to be more offended here, Burnley fans or Sheffield United fans, but it is Sheffield United that are rock bottom. Uh, they're only a couple of points off Burnley. They
1: are 19th. Am I, am I, am I getting this wrong? The way you've just uh, looked at me? Let's have a quick look. Oh, they have. Yeah. Oh, Sheffield have just. Yes. Yeah, Sheffield must have gone behind in the in their game that they are currently playing. So yes, it's, <laughs> you so, didn't yeah. scroll down. So <laughs> there you go. So now now Burnley are no longer bottom of the league. So yeah, this is something. No, something was so, a tricky. It's a tricky game now. We've got a <laughs> we've got a real battle <laughs> on our hands. Yeah. So Sheffield are at bottom, but I mean, yeah, Burnley on on um
2: much better off. So. I, I just want to ask, this This isn't really in, in originally on the agenda for tonight, but there's an interesting concept that I think we should, or at least I want to ask you your thoughts on, with teams that blow away the championship and come up and then, I don't want to say struggle, because that would be unfair on Leeds, but perhaps don't light it up as they did or as we thought they might have done. Now, I mention Leeds because... They were fantastic the, the season they came up under bielsa they were fantastic they were playing very very uh, they were playing amazing football right they were playing wonderful football and they were they were a very dynamic side they were a very attacking side and there was a debate going forward about can they can they employ this same style in the Premier League and bielsa like Pep is a very dogmatic manager you know he's got he's got his ways he's setting them. And whether he's in the Premier League or whether he's in the Championship, he's going to stick with that. Now, listen, these did okay in their first season, but eventually it just wasn't stable enough and Bielsa ended up out. Burnley are in kind of a similar situation, right? They they were drilled to play almost in the shadow of Pep in the Championship, and they pulled it off. They were fantastic. They broke records. They came straight up. And whilst they've not quite been able to replicate it – Does that kind of footballing education in the Championship cause problems when they come up? Because they are not nearly pragmatic enough or able to adjust to life in the Premier League given the football that they played last season. Am I reading too much into this? Or is, is is that an element of what's going on with Burnley?
1: I think there's definitely a bit of that. It's like you're asking, you are asking in this case, a team that sort of was very sort of front foot, free-flowing kind of football to then come up to the Premier League where they are... I mean, I'm just looking at the starting eleven for their, their their last game against Luton in the Premier League before they played against us. And, and a, a, a back four of Vitinho, Dara O'Shea, Shalmar Ekdal and Amin Al-Dakhil with James Trafford in net who, you know, there's there's not very much... There's, there's little to no Premier League experience in that entire back four. Um, James Trafford certainly has no experience higher than League One prior to joining Burnley. Like, I think you're asking a team that has almost had to. I think last season they got up with with a fair few loanees in the squad as well. I know that we had Harwood Bellis playing in their back four for for the most of the season as well. So you're not even asking the same group of players to sort of keep going again. You've got to you've had to bring in some players to replace loanees that got you there. You're also relying on. I mean, that, it's it's a strange one because they're, they're relying on a lot of new signings and a lot of new signings who haven't played in the league before whilst also playing as you say a front foot football that that, that doesn't lend itself well to a, a stodgy relegation battle like a lot of these clubs find themselves. I mean even Bielsa, like Bielsa is a company we saw in the in the championship is is capable of being a good coach with the right team in the right league. Um but Bielsa's kind of has like a European record like Bielsa being at Leeds was a bit mad to begin with to be honest but like he obviously came, he's he's obviously got much more managerial pedigree than than someone like company and was able to turn that lead side into a into a bit more of a it, it was it was obviously a bit more complicated with Bielsa like what he could he knew what he had to do on a weekly basis to be able to beat other teams because he's got 20 30 40 years of coaching experience to do it Company's still kind of learning his trade a little bit. And even that Bielsa side got spanked, you know, mm. four or five nil on multiple occasions. Like it felt like every time they played against United, they got beat 6-0. Like it, it's just he he had a way of playing that against a lot of sides was very was very good and very effective because Leeds did still have quality players. But Burnley are kind of a team that's come up and they've got some quality players, and maybe they thought they could maybe company thought they could just do the Bielsa thing and just beat enough of the teams around them to to, you know, score more than them basically to just to, yeah. to stay up and do well. But I think that just the quality of player that they've got, they've got a very their squad looks very championship. And it doesn't it doesn't look like they haven't come up and signed I remember when Leeds came up, they signed um they signed a couple of names from they signed, oh, they signed Rodrigo from Valencia. They signed a couple of signed a midfielder from Bayern, if I remember correctly, some um Marco Rosa, I think his name I think it was. They had Calvin Phillips come up, who's obviously then turned, turned out to be an England international. So they had like a, a Rafinha as well. Yeah, they yeah. they brought they brought him in. So they 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 their signings felt maybe it's just maybe this is a financial thing as well. But Leeds came up and made some serious signings that were proven, not proven, but they haven't played in the Premier mm. League. But they were they were they were top quality level players. Whereas Burnley have come up and signed, you know, James Trafford. Um, And and players like that, who maybe they're looking to the the long term resale value and just sort of maybe that accepted maybe maybe they go down, um, but they sign enough players that they can make a profit on on the way down that it kind of you know keeps the keeps the you know they've got American owners, haven't they? It's probably just very much in the (laughs) forefront of their thinking, but yeah, it's it's one of them. Just because you smash it in the championship and have like a points record breaking season doesn't necessarily mean you'll 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 do it in the Premier League. And I think a lot of us looked at Burnley last season and thought, ah, they'll probably finish mid table. And now we all look a bit dumb because they're like yeah. seven points off, off off avoiding the relegation zone. So, yeah, it's a shame I feel
2: though. they are they are they are special cases in this sense because these these managers are few and far between. Bielsa and company, you know, company has been raised into his manager into his managerial career. In, in a Pep Guardiola environment, I think given his experience under Pep, he was always going to take that dogmatic style of play. You know, I remember when Pep came to England and they said, are you going to change how you're going to play? And he, he just kind of laughed at all of this because obviously he was never going to change it. And I feel most clubs will come up and they'll adjust their game plans. They'll adjust the strategy, the tactics to grind out enough results to stay in the league. And company hasn't done that. Is that does that reflect badly on him in terms of his prospects for managing City? Because we've got a situation here where had he adjusted to the Premier League tactically and done away with the kind of football that he was playing in the Championship with Burnley, City fans might actually look at that, or City as a club looking at company as a long-term replacement, might look at that and say, that's not what we want to see. But then on the other hand... They might get relegated. What what yeah. do we as City fans prefer to see? Do we want to see him sticking to his style, de- despite the fact that he's probably not got the squad to pull it off in the Premier League, or do we want to see him being a pragmatic manager
1: and doing what needs to be done to try and keep them up? It, does it reflect badly on him? <clears throat> it's a. I think it. I think his managerial. I think his stock as a manager, if he just gets them immediately relegated again, will have undoubtedly taken a hit. Like I think it's even with us,
2: the- even with City fans, I want this from a City perspective.
1: I mean I think it has to like I think it's I think going up with g- getting Burnley immediately promoted again who came who come down from the Premier League with all the parachute payments like a pretty you know a squad that is is a good championship squad bringing in some good loanies brought brought over um a player from Mandelec I think it was and you know he's he's done he's he's, he's done he wasn't He wasn't dealt the worst hand possible in the championship, put it that way. He was kind of like, a, he was at a big championship team and he got them promoted and he did it in a spectacular way and got loads of points and everything and it's, and, it, and it's really good and I think it's great. But then if you come up to the Premier League, you've got to show that you can adapt and it's a weird one because obviously in terms of City, if he takes over City, He's never going to be in a position where he has to dogfight for like a. You don't have to like. You don't have to go into into games like. This the is what I mean. This is defensive. what I mean. He he, yeah. he
2: will have a squad that was the Burnley of the Championship in that sense. In in that he can implement a play style. He yeah. will have the players to do it, and he and he, and he could dominate, but. It's a funny one, isn't it? Because as you said, yeah. his, his stock is kind of dropping if they do go straight back down. But we have seen what he's capable of doing with a squad that is at the top end of
1: that league. It's, it's a funny one. Yeah, it's I don't like, know how I feel about it. It's a bit like Steven Gerrard. Like if you put him in charge of Rangers, and don't get me wrong, the gap between Rangers and Celtic and the rest of the Scottish League is absolutely nothing like what exists in the Premier League. But you yeah, put, him at, you put him at, yeah. But you put him at a club that is competing for a title at the top level and he's shown to 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 whatever degree he has shown that he can get a club over the line in that sense. But do any Liverpool fans want Steven Gerrard to be their next manager? Like I doubt it. Like after how after how it's gone at Aston Villa, I very much doubt mm. that they do. And I kind of feel like it'll be the same thing with Company. He he Company will. I think. I personally think that if Deserby goes from Brighton, I think Brighton could do a lot worse than getting a manager like Vincent Company in. I think that he's the kind of because I think if he's got a squad that is obviously filled with some serious talent like Brighton, where maybe maybe they could, they can afford to take a three or four nil beating every other week because they have the attacking players that they will beat a lot of teams three or four nil as well because Brighton are just that good at recruitment and stuff like that. I think if he goes to a club that's that's of a level like that. It would be a pretty big leap to go from getting relegated by Burnley to getting to there. He may need another job or something in between. But if he goes to a club hovering around European spots and shows that he can consistently get a, get a team around that level, then he puts himself in the shop window for a job like City if he if he keeps the same style of play. But I don't think I don't think we can be in a situation where, say, if say if this is his last job, he doesn't work between now and Pep leaving. Say Pep leaves at the end of this season and 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 Burnley have got relegated this summer. No city fan is looking at Company's season this year and going, "Oh, get him in." It, it would feel like a very Solskjaer appointment at that. At, at that point, I, I think, think we, there
2: we, would be a few for exactly that reason. But the reason yeah. I don't want him ever, and I will say it flatly, I do not want Company to manage our club. Obviously, if he did, I'd support him to know him. But I, I am concerned. I, I don't, don't want, ta- want to I find I myself. Inter- I don't
1: entertain what he's got. I don't. Yeah, he's, he's, no. He's it, got... It's
2: not even about legacy. I just don't personally and emotionally want to be at a point where I am. Stood there in the ground, willing
1: him to leave. W-
2: w- yeah, willing for Vincent company to leave the club, whether yeah. it's through sacking or resignation. That I, I don't want that. I, I don't want to even, even take the chance for experiencing that. Look, there's enough good managers out there in football to not have to have us risk that kind of animosity towards. You know, one of our greatest club legends and club yeah, captains. So, absolutely. anyway, all right, let's, let's move on a little bit. So, we've had news, and by the way, you talk about Brighton, uh, at the time of recording, it's almost half time and they're 3 0 down salutes. And so, Oof. um, yeah, does
1: Burnley, really are going to struggle to get out of this relegation zone at this rate. Right yeah, now,
2: well, uh, and the, the vacancy at Brighton could <laughs> open up sooner than, uh, <laughs> sooner rather later. So anyway, moving on. Um, the, the, the news broke today or f- listeners for your purpose yesterday that we have a fully fit squad. Um, whether Haaland is ready to start or not, we don't know, but on paper, the squad is fit. Um, so team selection. This is the first one in a while where it hasn't really written
1: itself. What do you reckon? But right, Edison's in, obviously. Um, so, I, I think Kyle Walker will start. I think he. I think Pep may be. Pep will know Kyle Walker's state of mind better than the rest of us. But I personally think that with everything going on this week, you'd do well to just play Rico Lewis. And I think Rico Lewis played the first game of the season, if I'm right. Although he did do it in centre mid, so. Yeah. Walker, come, Walker comes in. Centre-backs, I don't think Stones is at the point where he's... If, if Haaland's not going to start, then neither Stones. I think you may be looking at... I think if, if Akanji's back, you may be looking at Diaz and Akanji, but I'd be happy to just stick with what won at Spurs last weekend and just go with Walker, Diaz, Ake, Gvardiol. Centre-mid, Rodri and Kovacic seems to be doing well at the moment. I don't. I, it, it's one of them, we're not in a position now with this where we can just sort of go, ah, it's Burnley, we'll just play a little bit of a weakened side. We should probably just go all out and just batter him. We should probably just play our strongest team. Like don't bring it like don't rotate in like Nunes and, and Lewis and stuff like that. Just play Rodri, Kovacic, Foden, Bernardo, um, Grealish, Alvarez. If I missed a player or is that is, is that, that that's eleven, isn't it? That's eleven. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Kovacic, Kovacic
2: Kovacic Rodri after the Kovacic, four, Rodri.
1: You... Foden, yeah. Bernardo, Grealish. yeah that's that's your front six so yeah yeah I think I think that's that should be what we should go for it probably is and then and then we'll probably see Haaland come on for Haaland Haaland coming on is kind of like a nailed on either way isn't it if you're two or three nil up you can Mm -hmm. bring him on and hope that he bags the goals to get himself straight back into the goals if if we're not winning he's the guy who you bring off the bench isn't he to sort of get us out of that spot out of that spot so it'd be good to see Haaland get some minutes um later today um so yeah, let's fingers fingers crossed he comes back in. But I think the team I think the team after Spurs really should just pick itself. I don't think I don't see any reason to change that, obviously, other than Edison coming in for Ortega. Um I think it's just a pretty straightforward put your strongest team out there and just get the points. We're at that stage of the season where we just need points. And especially mm-hmm. with, you know, Liverpool having having won their having extended their lead with us obviously having still having a game in hand and depending on what the Arsenal score will be. Finishing at the at the time of recording, like they could also be, you know, on our tails again. So yeah, yeah, just got to get three points. The the other
2: aspects of this as well is that our next game is Monday night, so we're not actually over the weekend. So the lads have got a bit of an yeah. extended break. Yeah, yeah. Brentford yeah. away yeah. afterwards, and then we don't play again until the the I believe the following weekend. Yeah, so we've got quite a fortunate spacing here, so it doesn't yeah. feel like we have a pressing need to rotate. Uh, we we probably can be brutal here uh, yeah. and, and put out the strongest, fully fit team. Erling Haaland, he's back. He's back in the squad, at least. Whether he starts or not, we don't know. Uh, how many minutes he'll get, we don't know. Um, how many minutes do you think he'll get? How many should he get?
1: If you're Pep right now. I be- You've got to give him half an hour, I think. I think, with- I think him and... Could you imagine if you're Burnley and you see him and De Bruyne get subbed on at the same time? Like after you're, <laughs> when you're already, already four 0 down, <laughs> if you're, yeah. If you're already getting battered, that is horrific. If you're somehow heroically holding onto a nil nil, you must be think. Yeah, the defenders' heads must be dropping at that point. Like, it's, but I think um, give him half an hour at least. I mean i i wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing him start. I think. Um, I think Alvarez is a player who's in desperate need of a rest. I've been I've been saying this all season, but it feels yeah. like Alvarez Alvarez just needs a couple of games off. Um, but I think obviously Haaland's not ready to play a full night, even if he is ready to start. I would actually I would I actually maybe it's a bit of a rogue shout to say that Haaland does just start tomorrow. Maybe he does just get dropped straight in. He's not played for long enough, and he's been back in training for a week or two. He was back in training the weekend before the Spurs game, wasn't it? So he's been back in for. A, a week and a half at this point. Mm. So maybe maybe he does just jump straight back into it if he's if he's been fit for the for the whole time. Um but really I actually just expect him to, you know, come off the bench at some point later in the game. Yeah. It'd be nice for him to sort of get his own reception later in the game, but yeah. If he it's starts, funny with then Pep, it's all
2: good. Pep. Pep can go either way with these things. The, there are times when we've seen him bring players like De Bruyne on late to try and change yeah. the game. Um <clears throat> But there are other times when he started with our very, very, very strongest eleven, even with a couple of couple of minor risks there. Yeah, get the lead and then bring them off, take them off, kind of yeah. yeah then take them off and, and kind of taper back and, and take our foot off the gas a little bit. So yeah, it'd be interesting. I, I wouldn't know in pet be overly surprised if he starts. Same again, I wouldn't be overly surprised if he comes on with thirty minutes to go. And Pep being Pep, I wouldn't be surprised if Haaland doesn't see the pitch whatsoever, if I'm going to be yeah. completely honest. Um, it's been a long layoff. It's been longer than what most of us have expected. I think everyone's nerves are shot with the week-on-week-on-week on week on week news. He's not ready yet. He's not ready yet. He's not ready And all of us are thinking, what yeah. the fuck is going on? When is this guy back? But yeah, it, it, it won't surprise me either way. Pep is as short as he'll be in the squad. Um, so we'll see what happens. All right, um, we're going to go for quick break i'm gonna top my gin back up and when we do come back we have
0: a quiz so stick around and we'll see you in a moment away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the etihad stadium really is wonderful at this time of the season and the same goes for mcdelivery maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply, see mcdonalds.com.
2: Welcome back to the City Report podcast, your home for daily Manchester City content. If you want more City Report podcast action, just scroll back in your podcast feed and you'll find Monday and Tuesday's episodes. So to finish today, we're going to put Joe under the microscope with some Special City versus Burnley trivia. Oh my God. Okay. Joe, yes. question one. Oof. Which former Manchester City manager has also, sorry, which former Manchester City player has also managed Burnley FC? Company? Right, yeah, just warming you up. Just kidding.
1: All oh, right. an <laughs> easy one to
2: start. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, your job here is to guess the goal scorers from the last three City versus Burnley matches at the Etihad. Okay. So I will give you the score, so I'll help you out a little bit. The first one, the most recent one, City versus Burnley, 2022-23, in the FA Cup. So it was the 18th of March, 2023 in the FA Cup. And it was City 6, Burnley
1: nil. Oh, my God. I know that Haaland scored. He definitely scored in that game. Um, Sorry, so I've not got the little the,
2: soundboard. I've not got the soundboard that Booker's got with the ding.
1: So, the three goal scorers in this game, is that what it is? Or is it just the, 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 oh, the... Go on, then. I'll
2: give you that. I, w- I wasn't meant to give you that, but I'll give yeah. you that. Yes. right. Okay. There so were three Harland... goal scorers, and Haaland was one of them. Foden? No. Oh. Alvarez, another academy player. So I'll give you that. Alvarez is one. yeah.
1: another academy. Palmer.
2: Yes. Oh, there we go. Ding, ding, ding. Erling Haaland got three. Alvarez got a brace, and Cole Palmer got one. I think that might have been the fateful afternoon where he said Premier League soon come, and it never did. Prem soon, Prem soon come. Yeah, and then Prem soon come. Oof. Yeah, it
1: did. For, it did. It did for Chelsea. Eventually,
2: well, yeah. Not in a city shirt. So the next one. <laughs> is City versus Burnley, 2021-22. So we're going back a little bit here. Uh, It was uh, 16th of October, 2021, so near the beginning of the 21 22 season, and City won
1: 2-0. I I don't know why I have an image of Riyad Mahrez scoring. Wasn't...
2: (laughs) Wasn't Mares. So that's why. we'll I'm keep that safe. answer in your back pocket.
1: <laughs> um Gundawan? No. Oh god, I'm doing terribly here. 21 22 So we didn't have Haaland at this point. we didn't really have we were playing a false nine basically, so Correct. could be absolutely anybody. Ake? No. I don't, know why I, thought, I don't know why I thought we'd score a Two quarter Two midfielders. Oh, what, God, false nice uh, was, oh,
2: Rodri. Was, we, only, we only had midfielders. No, it wasn't yeah. Rodri. Basically, <laughs> no, the midfielders were named.
1: The, <laughs> I'm going through the entire squad. Bernardo.
2: Bernardo was one, yeah.
1: There we go. Hooray. Let's just cut out all the previous guesses and we'll just pretend it <laughs> happened the first time. Um, and did, 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 did Foden? No. Oh. So Bernardo, De Bruyne? Yeah. There we go.
2: How oh, Bruyne. How did, how,
1: did, how, did, how was Kev my last guess?
2: And the third most recent one, or third to last, City v Burnley 2021-22. So this was November 2020. So mm. around Christmas, to, or coming up to Christmas. City 5,
1: Burnley 0. I have literally no recollection of this game. At all. All right.
2: You, you already. Guessed However, I will one. guess.
1: I will guess Riyad
2: Mahrez. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So Mahrez got a hat trick. There were two other scorers. Right. I will give you another clue. Both of them have since left the club.
1: Gundogan. No. <laughs> oh my god. Fernandinho. No. Ferran Torres. Yes. Oh. Shout. So another player who's left the club since, uh, who? Oh, Sterling. No. Oh, this is really tough. This one. Is this going to be like? uh, I don't. I don't want another. I don't want another clue. But I'm trying to think of players who we've actually let go. Jesus. No. Oh my god. Zinchenko. I don't think Zinchenko ever scored a Premier League goal for us, did he?
2: You're on the right track with Zinchenko. I'll give you a clue. We don't say his name.
1: No. Oh, it's not Benjamin Mendy, is it? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, Actually, yeah. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah. I mean, fair play, fair play for fair play for Amos for putting that in the uh, for putting Hib's name as one of the answers in this quiz. I mean, I didn't expect (laughs) that from this. I didn't expect that from this, but um, wow! There's probably a lot of people who (laughs) shout at him.
2: I've got another little one for you. Amos didn't give me this, but I'm going to, I'm going to throw it out there for you. There are in, I believe it, I think this is, it looks like a Premier League era only list. Hmm. But there are 10 players that have played for both City and Burnley. It, yeah, it's a Premier League era list.
0: Right. Does this include uh, in fact, players... to help you out
2: to help you out a little more all of these are in the 21st century okay so there's 10 players that have played for both city and burnley since the year 2000 oh my god how many can you name oh
1: do, we, do are we including players who went on loan in the championship and stuff like that so uh, basically is Harwood bellis an answer
2: uh Harwood bellis is an answer yes cool
1: right so um that's one James Trafford.
2: Yep, that's another one.
1: Um, you know, I've, I have actually don't think I could name another one. Because the only way, obviously in recent years, in say, well, say certainly in the last sort of 15, 20 years, the only way would be that a City player... Has then eventually dropped down to the level of Burnley, rather than the, the other way back up, because I don't recall anyone who we've signed from Burnley in recent <laughs> years. Um, Muric, what a shout! Yes, um, Aaron Muric,
2: Corker, well done.
1: Oh, uh, that's. Um, I think um, I think I'm. I think I've I've reached my limit there. I don't think I have anybody else.
2: Okay, let's Burn, see. Burnley. So because
1: Burnley was such like a Burnley was such a team that were like just not in anybody's on anyone's radar until they came up with Sean Dyche that first time round. Yeah, and then, for a while. So so anything anything prior to that first Premier League batch, I've got absolutely no idea. Like I couldn't tell you a single right. Burnley player in like the 2000s and pre 2000. All right, all right, all right. Was.
2: So you've got you've got Trafford Muric. Harwood Bellis. Mm. There's another youth player, which I'll give you for free, CJ Egan Riley. There's oh, one... He did
1: go there, didn't
2: he? There's one called Tony Grant, Oof. who I'm not going to lie, even as a nostalgia merchant, I haven't heard of. Anthony James Grant, midfielder, played for City in 2000, 2001, 2001 to 2002, and then moved to Burnley. Yeah. Um no, he didn't play many games for us, yeah that's all so he
1: moved to Burnley.
2: there's a few more high there are a few high profile names here um I'll give you one of them. He was a city academy player that came up from the academy hmm. played for us for a number of years. He was quite successful played for Burnley later on in his career.
1: quite successful.
2: Oh Ben me no.
1: No, Ben Me didn't play for Burnley.
2: You could call him infamous.
1: Infamous, Joey Barton. Yeah, of course. The the Joey the, Barton. the 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 last bastion against the woke agenda, Joey Barton.
2: You were right. You know, no, I'm sorry, you were right with Ben Me as well. FB Ref is having me on here. Yeah, Ben Me. I'm sure Ben Me did play for Burnley. Well, he made 332 appearances. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Well,
2: and the rest. Thank God. No, fo- Football Ref is having me on here. Um, it seems to only be a partial list, but I'll give you a few of them because there's some great names on here. Well, uh, Stephen Jordan. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a old name. school, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that's old school. Um, Tyrone Mays. Nope. No, nothing on that one. And the last one, in fact, the last one you can guess it. One of our former goalkeepers.
1: Former goalkeepers. What? 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 What era are we talking? Like early to mid two thousands, or
2: he played for us for ten years.
1: Oh, Joe Hart!
2: Yeah. Of course, Joe Hart went right.
1: to Burnley, didn't he? Oh yeah. my god. Well, so, I was and, and all I could think of was a couple of youth kids who've gone who've ended up there on loan in recent years yeah. and that's it. Uh Andy Cole is another name on
2: there.
1: Oh Andy Cole, wow. I didn't know he ended up at Burnley in the end.
2: Yeah, his second to last club was Burnley. He did a year at Forest wow. and then he retired. Yeah, some, some good names in there. Um But well, yeah, football ref, get your shit together. <laughs> yeah, bend me out of there. Cool, all right. I think that will do. Good little episode. So, Joe, thank you very much.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. Nice to be here.
2: Yep, listeners, again, plenty of podcasts to go back and listen to. Um, We had a drop on Monday. We had one on Tuesday. If you want to go back even further, you know, we've got... You've got loads and loads of content for you to consume so make sure you follow make sure you leave a like and a review or as booker says unless you thought it was shit don't bother but other than that follow us leave a review give us a like five stars whatever platform you're on and we will catch you next time
0: see you later make sure you're geared up for man city's end of season running with mcdelivery Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply, see mcdonalds.com.